Section number 24 of Light Science for Leisure Hours. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. Light Science for Leisure Hours by Richard A. Proctor. Chapter 24 A Ship Attacked by Swordfish. I have always been puzzled to imagine how the nine and twenty knights of fame, described in the lay of the last minstrel, managed to drink the red wine through the helmet bard. But in nature we meet with animals who seem almost as inconveniently armed as those chosen knights, who quitted not by their armor bright, neither by day nor yet by night. Amongst such animals, the swordfish may be recognized as one of the most uncomfortably armed creatures in existence. The shark has to turn on his back before he can eat, and the attitude scarcely seems suggestive of a comfortable meal, but the swordfish can hardly even, by that arrangement, get his awkwardly projecting snout out of the way. Yet doubtless this feature, which seems so inconvenient, is of great values to Xiphias in some way as yet unknown it enables him to get his living whether he first kills some of his neighbors with his instrument and then eats him at his leisure or whether he plunges it deep into the larger sort of fish and attaching himself to them in this way sucks nutriment from them while they are yet alive is not known to naturalists certainly he is fond of attacking whales but this may result not so much from gastronomic tastes as from a natural antipathy envy perhaps at their superior bulk unfortunately for himself xiphus though cold-blooded seems a somewhat warm-tempered animal and when he is angered he makes a bull-like rush upon his foe without always examining with due care whether he is likely to take anything by his motion and when he happens to select for attack a stalwart ship and to plunge his horny beak through thirteen or fourteen inches of planking with perhaps a stout copper sheathing outside it he is apt to find some difficulty in retreating the affair usually ends by his leaving his sword embedded in the side of the ship in fact no instance has ever been recorded of a swordfish recovering his weapon if i may use the expression after making a lunge of this sort last wednesday the court of common pleas rather a strange place by the by for inquiring into the natural history of fishes was engaged for several hours in trying to determine under what circumstances a swordfish might be able to escape scot-free after thrusting his snout into the side of a ship the gallant dreadnought thoroughly repaired and classed a one at lloyd's had been insured for a three thousand lira against all the risks of the seas she sailed on march tenth eighteen sixty four from colombo for london three days later the crew while fishing hooked a swordfish Cypheus, however broke the line and a few moments after leaped half out of the water with the object it would seem of taking a look at his persecutor the dreadnought probably he satisfied himself that the enemy was some abnormally large ketakin which it was his natural duty to attack forthwith but this as it may the attack was made and at four o'clock next morning the captain was awakened with the unwelcome intelligence that the ship had sprung a leak she was taken back to Colombo and thence to Koken, where she was hove down. Near the keel was found a round hole, 
an inch in diameter running completely through the copper sheathing and planking as the tax by swordfish are included among sea risks the insurance company was willing to pay the damages claimed by the owners of the ship if only it could be proved that the hole had really been made by a swordfish no instance had ever been recorded in which a swordfish had been able to withdraw his sword after attacking a ship a defense was founded on the possibility that the hole had been made in some other way professor owen and mr frank buckland gave their evidence but neither of them could state quite positively whether a swordfish which had passed its beak through three inches of stout planking could withdraw without loss of its sword mr buckland said that the fish had no power of backing and expressed his belief that he could hold a swordfish by the beak but then he admitted that the fish had considerable lateral power and might so wriggle its sword out of a hole and so the insurance company will have to pay nearly six hundred pounds because an ill-tempered fish objected to being hooked and took its revenge by running full tilt against the copper sheathing and oak planking from the daily news december eleventh eighteen sixty eight end of section number twenty four